Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Today has many names according to the church calendar. The second Sunday of Christmas, Twelfth Night, Epiphany Eve, Epiphany Sunday Observed, but no matter what we call it, it all tells the same story. Love was born in the manger. The angels sang their song of glory, and the shepherds came in from the fields and flocks to see this miracle for themselves. Just as the prophet Isaiah foretold, light has come into the world in the baby Jesus. Now, as Matthew tells us, wise men are coming from the east who observed Jesus' star at its rising. They followed it first to Jerusalem and then to Bethlehem, bearing gifts for the Christ child. Our tradition has many names for these people too. We three kings, the magi, wise men. But who are the wise men? Every Advent, one of my favorite accounts on social media reactivates for about six weeks. Three wise men action figures and their camel, which are depicted traveling through a house on the way to the rest of the nativity set. Calling themselves the wandering wise men, these figures get into all sorts of predicaments, into the Nutella in the kitchen, through a child's dollhouse, tangling with the dust bunnies under the couch, it's a lighthearted look at what the Magi might have encountered on their journey to Jesus. And it's a good way to visualize that these wise men have had lives beyond the few verses we know about them. Although I grew up in a largely agnostic home, my mother loved the idea of the wise men from the nativity set moving around the house from Christmas Eve to Epiphany, drawing ever closer to Jesus, drawing the family into a scavenger hunt of sorts as we wondered where they might appear every day. Now that John and I have our own nativity set, I'm excited to begin this tradition with our own family and see how our understanding of the wise men changes as we invite them into our home and our daily lives. I still wonder though, what does it mean to be the Magi? If you ask the Holy Cow Consulting Company, they'd tell you that the Magi are us. Given our results from the congregational assessment tool we took last spring, we fall into the profile they refer to as the Magi, a church focused on finding a rational approach to our faith. We are constantly seeking how to understand how our faith applies to our life, not just on Sunday morning, but in every single thing that we do. At our best, Holy Cow tells us, the Magi are a powerful force for change in our society, working to protect those who cannot protect themselves. In our tradition, we celebrate the arrival of these wise men 12 days after the birth of Christ. But as Lois taught our elementary age Sunday school class, they probably arrived a few years later, shortly before Jesus turned two. But tradition dictates that these wise men came from Persia, Arabia, and India. Even at the furthest away, the wise men from India should have only walked for approximately 150 days. Even if you account for weather, if it took him two years to get there, that guy got so lost, y'all. And what about the other two? They were a lot closer. How did they all end up finding Jesus at the same time if they all observed his star at its rising? 
These wise men got so tangled up in their journey that it took them at least six times as long as it was supposed to to get to Jesus. But of course, none of that mattered when they finally meet him. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. To be fair, I would be too. Been traveling through the desert, lost, tired, and hungry, following a star for who knows how long. These wise men are also called kings, and yet in all our depictions, they aren't shown with grand processions, servants, and carriages. They're shown alone on camels. How lonely would it have been to travel that way, especially after being surrounded by their courts for their entire lives? Their families, their advisors, people in every room at every hour, and now they're off on a mad adventure through the desert because a star rose in the east. I'm not trying to undersell that star, don't get me wrong. That star told of Jesus' birth, it has been the inspiration for many a carol, painting, and sermon over the last 2,000 years. But in the moment, how disheartening it must have been for these wise men to be following this star alone and with no idea how long their journey would be. And to top it all off, when they finally get to Jerusalem, King Herod was acting kind of shady, calling for them in secret, wanting specific details about this child's birth and a report back after they meet the child. But despite all that, they don't give up. They follow that star all the way to Bethlehem. They bring their gifts for the child, and when they finally do arrive, they're not merely relieved. They don't kick off their shoes and schlump on the chaise. They don't go straight for a warm bath, a hot meal, and a very long nap. They are overwhelmed with joy. Enter the house and fall on their knees before the child to pay him homage. That reaction isn't one I would attribute to the fiercely logical magi of Holy Cow's profile, not at first glance. But their profile isn't one-dimensional either, not just rational, but visionary, remember both present here and now, and looking to the future with hope. The Magi intellectualizes their faith and discerns where our strengths lie in order to best serve the needs in our community. When Holy Cow presented this profile to us last spring, I might have blushed at being called out so perfectly and personally. Of course, I didn't see it in such a flattering light at first, Holy Cow cautioned that the Magi could come across as cold and analytical, so focused on process to the exclusion of all else. This is coming from the self-proclaimed Tetris Queen, the woman who likes putting things into little boxes so much that when Clark wants to add a few words to the newsletter, he gets a long-suffering sigh, an eye roll, and uh, some cracked knuckles as I get my Magi-powered logic to work. And of course, I don't know anything about what it's like to get lost in the wilderness, to be weighed down by the journey, to feel stymied and stuck when all I want to do is keep moving forward. Sometimes it's easier to read a book about it. Uh, joining a discussion class is definitely moving forward, right? It's easier to talk the talk than it is to walk the walk, to step up to the plate and try. Unfortunately for me and my worries, though, that's not an option for a people of faith. Time and time again, we are told, 
do not fear, be not afraid. As the angels told the shepherds, I am bringing great news, good news of great joy for all people. Our journey always has a goal, sharing the love of Christ with all the world through the gifts we bring. The first magi brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, three things that symbolized the importance Jesus would have. Gold for the king of kings, incense for the son of God, and myrrh as an embalming oil for the savior who would die on the cross to redeem our sins. These gifts not only mark the Christ child as the Messiah of the Old Testament come to fulfill the prophecies, but they are also valuable enough to allow Jesus, Mary, and Joseph to escape Herod's jealous rampage shortly thereafter when the Holy Family must flee to Egypt to avoid persecution. Like the Magi's gift of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, we too offer valuable treasures to the Christ child through our hospitality, our unfailing commitment to port and other missions, our music and worship, our careful use of our financial resources, our educational programs, and the upkeep of our property for our use and that of our community. This fall, I was able to really focus on these gifts that we bring to the manger as we organized our stewardship campaign for the upcoming year. There are just a few ways that God has blessed us to be able to serve. But even as we bring these gifts to his glory, we must not allow ourselves to get stuck in the process. Rachel Held Evans reminds us that rarely do the people of God reach any kind of promised land without a journey or two through the wilderness. However, they must always be journeys through the wilderness, not to the wilderness. We're not traveling for the mere experience of traveling, but rather to reach Jesus and the light he brings to the world. We journey to follow the star just as the Magi did before us, carrying our gifts to the baby, so that when we finally reach him, we too may be overwhelmed with joy, fall to our knees, and pay him homage. <laughs>